0: You ever feel just like a little sad? You ever feel a little sad? If you're listening to this at some future date, it will be helpful for you to know that today is September 30th, 2020, the day after the first presidential debate, and oh boy. I'm sorry if you were expecting something serious today, but the debate was a whole lot And so I'm going to rank the ways of cooking potatoes from worst to best. Look, everything is a lot right now, and I'm not here to deny the fact that we should be paying attention to important things. Of course, we should pay attention to the storm around us. It's nearly impossible not to. But I'm not going to make a podcast about it today. Today, I'm taking 10 ways to cook potatoes and ranking them completely subjectively. I hope you have a good time. Ten is an arbitrary number. It's just the number of potato recipes I've both had and have strong opinions on. Alright, coming in at number ten, last place, my least favorite of these ten, we have gnocchi. Gnocchi is a type of pasta that's usually made by mixing potatoes, flour, sometimes egg, then formed into little dumplings. They're cute, sure, but... Maybe I've just had not great gnocchi, but if you're going to eat potatoes, why this? It seems like a lot of work and hard to get right. Fun fact, in Italian, which Italy is where gnocchi is from, a singular piece of gnocchi is called a gnocco, which comes from the word for knot, like a knot in a piece of wood. I guess the shape is similar? I don't know. Confusing etymology. Lots of work. Gnocchi comes in last. Number nine may be controversial, given that I live in North Carolina, in the south, (laughs) but it's potato salad. I actually kind of like potato salad, but only sometimes. I have to be in a really, really specific mood to enjoy cold potatoes with mayonnaise and eggs. I know it's this southern classic, but... I really don't see the appeal. It's the same with gnocchi, you know, like if you're going to eat potatoes, why this? I think it usually goes with barbecue or other meat-heavy dishes, so I kind of get why you would want something a little cold, something with some fiber or some vitamins if you put herbs or celery in there. So it's good for certain occasions, but let's be honest, at the end of the potluck, there's still going to be potato salad left over every time. Not good enough. Number nine. I think that number eight will have to be potato soup. Now, I like a good potato soup. We made it once in my foods class, I think for our knife skills lab. For you adults out there, foods is just butchered home economics, so it's only about cooking. But my teacher wasn't all that invested, so it was Well, I didn't learn much. Someone set something on fire in the microwave. Some of the stove burners didn't work. Most relevantly, no one knew how to use knives safely or really at all. So everyone's soup had different shapes of potatoes and carrots and celery. Does celery go in potato soup, onions? This class was almost two years ago now and I think I blocked out most of it. So I don't know what we put in there. But anyway, that soup was not good potato soup, and so I did not like it. It's sort of been ruined for me now. (laughs) That puts it in eighth place. Alright, so this is where we get into ways to make potatoes that are mostly good, almost all good, but I said I was going to rank them, so someone has to end up in seventh place, and that seventh place is going to potato chips. I know, I know. Potato chips are really popular. They're in literally every store. I don't think I've ever been in a store that sold food and had no potato chips. But, personally, I just think potato chips are not that good. I'm more of a tortilla chip person myself. I think that homemade potato chips are good. When they're uh, they're cut a little thicker, not just completely transformed into oil and salt. But, The commercially sold potato chips, the ones that are whisper-thin and crispy and coat your mouth and hands and everything around you in oil, I think those are useless. Why eat that? Eat a sun chip. Seventh place. In sixth place, I'm going to put potato pancakes. I'm also lumping hash browns into this category. Now, these go by a lot of names, since a lot of cultures made them. And so they can be made in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of variety here. Maybe you have some leftover mashed potatoes, but you don't actually want mashed potatoes, so you mix them with something binding and fry them in oil and put salt on them and eat them and yum, new meal. Works great. In Ashkenazi Jewish tradition, potato pancakes called latkes are made more often from shredded potatoes and matzo meal. Matzo is a kind of very simple flatbread made from flour and water, and matzo meal is just ground-up matzo. Latkes are usually eaten at Hanukkah, but aren't limited exclusively to that day. Hanukkah, by the way, is not the most important holiday in Jewish traditions. Yom Kippur, which was actually observed this past Sunday and Monday, is considered the most holy day in the Jewish calendar, It's the day of atonement, where people try to right any wrongs they've done and make amends, but they don't ask for forgiveness, because forgiveness is only something that can be given, not asked for. Of course, we learn about Hanukkah, because it's near the same time as Christmas, and it's supposed to be inclusive, even though it's actually not that helpful, and inclusivity is very rarely as useful as it claims to be. Anyway, potato pancakes. Good, but you don't usually make them unless you have leftover potatoes. So I put them in sixth place. Fifth place. Ooh, we're getting into top five territory now. Fifth place goes to baked potatoes. I know not everyone wants to eat an entire potato for their meal, but for me, I think they're great. You can put so much on baked potatoes, cheese. Bacon, onions, beans, chives, chili, salsa, anything you want. Love it. But only sometimes. Sometimes that isn't what you want. Sometimes you want potatoes to stay a side dish, and that's okay. I love you, baked potatoes, but it's still fifth place. All right. Fourth place has been contentious in my house because my sister thinks that this should be in first. But in fourth place comes our dear friend, the tater tot. I love tater tots, I promise. They're great. But as my dad said over dinner tonight, they're a one-trick pony. A tater tot is a tater tot is a tater tot, you know? You know what to expect when you get one, and you're not often let down. Sometimes they might be too mushy or too dry, but usually you're a safe they're a safe bet. You're not gonna Get something completely different from what you expect. Thank you, tater tots, for being the stability we need in these trying times. You still get fourth place, though. And now, we are finally on to our podium finishers. Coming in third place, an iconic potato form, is the french fry. French fries are great nearly any way you go about it. They come in many different shapes, which is very pleasing to my inner child. Crinkle cut, steak fries, waffle fries, curly fries, the good old reliable shoestring fry. I'm here for the shoestring fries, man. I feel like they don't get a lot, a lot of appreciation in the, in the French fry shape fandom. <laughs> French fries have good vibes. I don't know anybody who dislikes all fries in some shape or another. Despite all of this, they just don't match up to the near perfection of second and first place. Okay, so my second place finisher may surprise you, so brace yourself. (laughs) The second best method of potato preparation is potato hash. No, not hash browns, Those are over with potato pancakes. Potato hash is an entirely different dish. Potatoes chopped up small, fried in a pan or roasted over a fire, mixed in, cooked with sausage, onions, peppers, cheese, whatever you want in there. It's nearly the pinnacle of potato preparation. You don't have to think too hard when you're eating it. It's just straight comfort food into your mouth. It reminds me of camping of being out in the woods and being able to have more fun and be more creative when you're cooking, this one almost took first place for me. But, obviously, it didn't. So, what is first place? The best potato preparation of them all. I bet you can guess it based off of what I haven't said already. Mashed potatoes. Did you guess? I hope this isn't a big surprise, because mashed potatoes are far and above the rest, save for possibly potato hash. In my family, a huge pot of mashed potatoes is a must at Thanksgiving and Christmas, and there's never any leftover. If there is, it's eaten within the next day at most. For something that takes a lot of effort to make, peeling the potatoes if you don't want peel— boiling them, mashing them down, mixing them with butter or milk or whatever you use to make them fluffy. They're sheer perfection. Even the simplest mashed potatoes are great, and they can be elevated really well too. I'm partial to bacon and sautéed leek on my mashed potatoes, which may seem like an odd combination or not something you'd immediately think of, but I quite like it. I know some of you may disagree with me on my potato ranking, which is fine. I never claim to be the all-important final voice on potatoes, but we all know I'm right. (laughs) Feel free to hit me up on Twitter and tell me all the reasons I'm wrong. I won't respond because I'm not about to fight with you about whether you think mashed potatoes are worse than I do. But I will read them and probably laugh, so go for it. That's at Fast Facts Pod, by the way. Thank you for listening to Fast Facts for Gen Z. I know this was a short and somewhat odd episode. We'll return to our regularly scheduled programming next week, but some days you just feel like ranking some potatoes, you know? Much love, y'all. This is Callie, signing off.